and welcome to Time to Hire from the RBOA. Whether you're a seasoned talent acquisition professional or just starting in the field, Time to Hire provides an invaluable platform to expand your knowledge, learn from industry leaders, and stay up to date with the rapidly changing world of recruitment. I'm Lamise Aburama. In this episode, we talk about evaluating and prioritizing marketing efforts for 2024. Our guest speakers are Allison Richman, SVP of Marketing Services, and Laurie Blanford, VP of Client Marketing. Laurie and Allison are with Clear Edge Marketing, a leading marketing agency and a wonderful gold member of the RPOA since 2020. I'm looking forward to their insights. Without further ado, I'd like to pass it to Allison and Lori to introduce themselves and share their presentation. Thank you so much for that lovely welcome, Lamise, and we're so grateful for your partnership and to be here with the wonderful RPOA community today. Um, thank you all for taking the time out of your day, joining us on Zoom, and to anyone joining via LinkedIn Live as well. September is here, and it is busy, we know. Uh, but it's such an important time to get ahead of your budgeting and planning. So we're really thrilled to have this next 30 minutes to help set you up for success in 2024. Uh, before Lori and I dive in, I wanted to give a brief introduction to myself and a little bit more of an overview for ClearEdge. Um, so as you heard, my name is Allison Richmond. I am the SVP of Marketing Services at ClearEdge. I have been in marketing for just over 20 years, working primarily in-house roles for both large staffing firms and tech startups. Here at ClearEdge, I have the pleasure of managing our industry's most experienced and passionate marketing team. Um, ClearEdge is an organization dedicated to transforming the business of talent through three divisions. We have an executive search function, um, that fills cornerstone marketing leadership roles like CMOs and VPs of marketing. We also have a wonderful division called Clear Edge Rising that focuses on accelerating career growth for women leaders in the talent and HR tech space. And then, of course, we have our Clear Edge Marketing founding division of the organization. We provide strategic guidance and marketing solutions um, to teams and organizations like yourselves. So in my role, I get to work with marketing innovators and strategists just like Lori um, to support recruiting, staffing, and HR tech businesses, build revenue generating and relationship building marketing programs. So I want to turn it over to Lori. Thanks, Allison. My name is Lori Blanford. I've been in the talent and tech industries for over 25 years now. My experience includes leading marketing at a staffing agency, uh, a VMS product, and at an IT consulting company. I moved over to the agency side when joining ClearEdge about seven years ago. And as VP of Client Marketing, I oversee a fantastic portfolio of talent industry clients. Wonderful. Thank you, Lori. Well, we're ready to dive into our topic. And as I said, it's such an important time um, for marketing plans and programs. Lori, really, what do you think is, is kicking off this season? Absolutely. Well, with summer's end comes fall and marketing budget season, and it's likely many of you are beginning to have these conversations. Now, while submitting a proposed budget is typically how it works, we do hear from clients in, in, in the industry that in some cases budgets are provided to them and they must work within those budgets. 
So rather than an opportunity to propose a budget that takes into account program performance and business goals, they're given a budget determined by the CFO or other leaders in the organization. It's not ideal. And the good news is that we're seeing less of this. Um, but really, it's so critical that marketing leaders have a seat at the table, so to speak. They should be looked at as business partners and involved in the financial conversations early in the process. And for marketers, now is the time to start assessing 2023 and planning for 2024. So true. And I think it's such an exciting time uh, to see businesses across the sector really um, embrace marketing and give them that seat at the table, knowing that is not just about showcasing the brand. Well, that is such an important role. It's also about driving growth. Um, the talent industry is rapidly advancing its marketing capabilities. And I think the audience today is eager to continue to dive into that philosophy of marketing, having a clear seat at the table, um, specifically with RPOs, where you not only need great marketers and growth drivers for your business, but you also need exceptional marketing to build and drive your employment brands. Absolutely. And I know we're speaking to the choir here in a lot of ways when it comes to the value of marketing. We get asked a lot about what a marketing budget should be. Um, now, across most industries and businesses of various sizes, marketing budgets tend to be in the range of 8 to 12% of company revenue. Now, since COVID, we're seeing slightly smaller budgets. Um, Gartner's 2023 CMO survey found that marketing budgets now comprise about 9% of revenues in 2023. And that's down from pre-COVID when that number was 11% of revenue. Now, for our industry, the size of marketing budgets does tend to be less. Uh, we're seeing some businesses investing only 5 to 8% of revenue in marketing. Again, this is something that's starting to change as the talent industry begins to embrace the value of marketing and viewing it as a growth vehicle versus an expense. Now, while the industry is evolving when it comes to marketing budget, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's become easier for marketers. If you feel pressure, you're not alone. You might relate to this stat. That CMO survey from Gartner focuses on the pressure marketing teams are facing. And in fact, 75% of CMOs said they're facing increased pressure to do more with less to deliver growth. And that's why we're here with you all today. We're going to talk about how to build a smart and thoughtful marketing budget now that will produce a business case for your marketing plans and deliver performance in 2024. So Allison, I'm going to turn it back over to you to tackle how to get started in the budgeting process. Absolutely, thank you. I think there's a really important part for where you start um, and that is with your revenue targets. So marketing efforts and goals need to be aligned to the broader goals of the business. That means talking to your finance teams and using that conversation as the foundation of your strategy. It's so critical to understand the why of those revenue targets as well. And for that, you'll really want to also spend time with your CEO or president and the visionary leaders that are really driving those goals. Um, and take a step back and understand what's really driving the business and how marketing can be part of that conversation from the start. And so once you know those business goals and the why behind it, um, it's important to align with sales. Uh, nothing's more important than marketing and sales alignment. And so 
working together to define the targets and the timing under those broader business goals will really set you up for success. Uh, for some of our clients, we know that revenue goals, business vision, and sales strategies are already widely discussed and shared. In other cases, marketing may need to lead the conversation to make sure that they have that understanding and that they're building a plan that reflects that and approaches all of those. So don't be afraid to our marketing colleagues out there to start asking those questions early and drive the conversation so you're prepared to build your budget and your priorities for the entire year ahead. Um, I'd say, Lori, what anything else you want to share on that part of the process? Yeah, I'd like to remind everyone that really marketing the best way forward requires a look back. We know that marketing requires a lot of experimentation and analysis, and really your marketing plan should come out of the successes you've had and the lessons you've learned. So now's the time to start assessing the performance of campaigns in 2023. So you can determine where to scale, where to cut back, and where you may want to try something new. So many of us marketers live by our metrics and our data, but if you have taken a step back from that reporting, now's the time to jump back in and see what channels paid off, what media performed well, what tools were effective, and so on. It's also a great time to review your ICP. Now that's your ideal customer profile. And for those of you who don't have that in place yet, now is definitely the time to do that. So look at the new clients that you gained in 2023. Have they met revenue expectations? Did they meet your ICP status? Is your ICP that you have in place now reflective of the business and your growth plans and where marketing should be focused? And then finally, we want to focus on the greatest successes you've had throughout the year. So note those, note the strategies behind them, and determine the best way to replicate them in 2024. So again, it's that look back. Um, conversely, we want to look at what didn't work out well. So what was it and why was it? Maybe it's a new tool that the team struggled to adopt, or it's a campaign theme that missed the mark. Were there programs that the sales team didn't embrace? So with all that marketing performance data and the business strategy that you have in place for 2024, the next step would be, and Allison, I'll turn it over to you for that one. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I just want to add a little bit on campaign performance, I think, because it really is an exercise in determining where to scale. And as you said, you know, where should you invest more? Where should you pilot something new? So I think when you have those clear KPIs already in place and you can look back, that is so fantastic. But we know that that's not always the case, depending on how the year has gone. It's also a really great time to really dive into where your clients were acquired. Um, and specifically, you know, sometimes we think about marketing as holding that incredibly important assist role. So focusing on alignment once again to get that insight and create that plan moving forward is, is so critical. So once you have all of that information, you're armed with everything you need to start building your marketing budget. Um, you've got the expectations and goals of the business. You've got the clear vision from your leadership team and how you're going to partner with sales. Um, and now you're ready to dive in. So what happens now, right? Now you've got a budget spreadsheet, lots of information in front of you. Um, it's really important to structure your budget against those growth goals, as we mentioned but also to find ways to demonstrate the anticipated results. If it's a new program that you're pitching as well, make sure that you've done the research. 
the more real world examples that you have, if it is something you believe in to move forward with, because as much as you want to scale and use what's worked in the past, marketing is all about trying something new and driving new activities that are going to essentially build your brand and drive that revenue. Um, so whether it's the tools and the programs that you already know are effective or those new ways, it's important time to not just put the numbers out there, but to tell those story about those numbers. Laura, anything you'd like to add on that? Yeah, I think you covered that thoroughly. Um, I think it's manageable when we think about it as a one, two, three process. So as Allison mentioned, know the revenue and the business goals, know what worked and what didn't, and know where you want to stretch to meet growth goals that align with the business goals. Um, and then you're informed and you have a visual, a vision that you can use to tackle budgeting. So we've covered the to-dos, um, and now let's take a look at some of the budgeting pitfalls to avoid. Great. All right. Let you take it away. All right. So these are a few of the more common pitfalls to watch out for. Um, first, we talked a little bit about um, the budget and what percentage of revenue that should be. And as part of this, it's important to understand what exactly falls underneath the marketing budget. So there tends to be some gray areas and it differs by organization and how budgets are set up. But examples of those gray areas tend to include client entertainment or business development expenses, things like that. So it's really best not to be surprised over the course of the year and define those things up front. Next, determine how ad hoc items will be handled throughout the year. So inevitably, some priorities are going to shift, some new needs may arise. Um, how will those be handled and accommodated in the marketing budget? And the third one that we tend to see happen often is overlooking paid ad spend as part of the budget. So marketing budgets can be tricky um, in that you don't know the exact spend you're going to have as part of your paid ad programs until those programs are actually in place. Um, but we do encourage you to forecast thoughtfully and know uh, and anticipate that those ad prices and ad costs are going to go up uh, each year. So take a look at your paid ad programs. Make sure you account for paid ad spend in your budget um, and you'll be in good shape. Allison, anything else you'd like to add here? I think you're spot on on those comments, Lori, and specifically on the paid ads and ad hoc spending reminds me um, to think about the budget as negotiable. Uh, a lot can change in market conditions as the year goes on. And so it's so critical that as you're creating your budget, you have those programs that needs to have, nice to have. And then also as the year you know, progresses, market conditions change, you can also go back and pitch those programs again. So the real message here is don't give up if all your programs don't land in your budget to start. Yeah, I love that point. It actually nicely aligns with the last point we'd like to cover. So how do you rebound when your budget comes in lower than you'd hope for, right? So like many of the CMOs Gartnered surveyed, what should we do when asked to do more with less? And Allison has some guidance for us there. Yeah, absolutely. We can't all get our dream budget. They just mentioned. So I think it's about um, resetting those expectations is so critical. We talked about alignment early on and setting up the process and the plan to those revenue goals and to the business goals overall. You put forth a budget that you believe in. And if you don't receive the full budget approval, you've got to make sure that you're clearing, uh, realigning on expectations, right? So that everyone knows 
You can rally your team, rally your agency partners and your executive organization around what's really going to stick in the year ahead. And I think that this alignment is so critical. I would just add focus on one, one to three goals that everyone can unify around. A lot of time in marketing, we think about the tactics and those tactics are critical, but having that vision and making sure that everything in the tactic, tactics, excuse me, is setting back up to those goals is really what's going to set you up for success and make sure that you're maximizing not just your budget dollars, but also your home time. So then with that, we hope we've given you some good tips here today. Um, I think the biggest takeaway is build that story. You know, don't be afraid to try something new, align with the business, and keep keep pushing forward with clear expectations on what's possible with the budget you've been given. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Time to Hire podcast from the Recruitment Process Outsourcing Association. Give us a review wherever you listen to the podcast. And always stay connected, stay engaged, and stay informed of what's happening in the talent and recruiting world by tuning into the RBOA, the place to go for RBOs.